some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. That vibe was about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Uh, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Go ahead, start it. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman. Sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once. I was a little late. And frankly, it, it, I, I thought I was going to get here on time, and I walked in the door, and they had already started, because this is how they do it. Freaking guys are bullies over here. In the <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I thought I'd get here, but had a little bit of traffic and got here right on time, and I walked in, and they were playing the front uh, credits, and I was like, oh, I guess I better get in there and get on there, huh? Can I get a coffee, Mr. Producer, at least? Can I get a coffee? Get a drinkish. We'll get you. We'll maybe get you a, maybe a water, ice water, and some coffee. I had to run in with my little puppy. Guys, we we have an explosive story today. This is a breaking news story. Breaking, breaking, breaking. Um, the for those of you that don't know, the Supreme Court, and we we have the Becker article that we can put up. Do we have the Becker article, Mr. Producer? Yep. One sec. So so let's just go straight to it. The Supreme Court right now has ruled that they are going to hear a case on election integrity. And by the way, John Tigan will be here um, shortly. He's right after me. So l let's, let's just, well, let's talk about this. And you need to hit the sh Oh, it doesn't look like you can get to the article. Let's see if I can get to the article here. Mr. Producer, why don't you send it over to me in the deal, if you would, so that I can get to it. The... The tiny URL did not work on Becker News. You did? All right. Um, so, but let's go ahead and pull this up. The, the Supreme Court is taking up a major case on election integrity, and the Democrats are already panicking. This is from Becker News. And so let me read you a little bit of this. Um, the United States Supreme Court will be hearing a major case on election integrity. Um, that promises to strip away the ability of states to rig elections via the courts or executive decrees. This is important in Colorado because this piece of garbage legislative group and the Secretary of State has passed illegal mandates 
Um, so let me get into it. The case known as Moore versus Harper is docketed to be heard in the nation's highest court next session. It concerns the independent state legislator theory, which holds that the Constitution only gives the power to the state legislative branches to change election laws, an obvious point of concern with 2020 election integrity in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, among other states. The court is poised to determine the question whether a state's judicial branch may nullify the regulations governing the manner of holding elections for senators and representatives, prescribed by the legislature thereof. And this is the U.S. Constitution, Article 1, uh, Subchapter, or excuse me, chap Chapter 4, Clause 1, and replaced them with regulations of the state's court's own devising based on vague state constitutional provisions purportedly vesting the state judiciary with powers to prescribe whatever rules it deems appropriate to ensure a fair and free election. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the best part about this article. Rep. Alexandria Ortez, or, or, Ortez, or, or Casio, OAC, I can't, I'm not going to say it, was so distraught of the Supreme Court finally taking up the case that she lashed out calling it a judicial coup. Former President Bill Clinton said people should be panic-stricken. However, the case points towards the opposite conclusion. It would restore power to the people and the elected state legislators to prevent rogue judges and authoritarian uh, executives to undermine the will of the people. Interestingly, the Supreme Court did not initially take up the important case. The general timeline, the 2022 legal case being accepted for review was provided by Ballotpedia on February 25th, 2022, prior to the state's primary election on May 17th. Republican state legislators filed an emergency appeal with the U.S. Supreme Court asking to halt the state court's order until SCOTUS could review the case. The court denied the request. Justice Samuel Alito, Clarence Thomas, and Neil Gorsuch dissented. In the dissent and in a con concurrence by Justice Brett Kavanaugh, the Justice stated the independent state legislator doctrine was an important question for the court to resolve. On March 17, 2022, Speaker of the North Carolina House of Representatives Timmy, Timothy K. Moore filed a petition of writ for seratoria, uh, uh, seratoria, 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 yeah, sorry. It's, it's usually called a writ of cert um, <laughs> yes, for a reason, for people true. like me. The court granted review on June 30, 2022. Um, the backstory of Roy v. Harper was also provided. November 4, 2021, North Carolina General Assembly adopted a new congressional voting map based on 2020 census data. The legislature at that time was controlled by the Republican Party. In that case, a group of Democrat affiliate, uh, affiliated voters and nonprofit organizations challenged the map in state court, alleging that the new map was a partisan gerrymandering and violated the state constitution. On the 14th uh, of February 2022, the North Carolina Supreme Court ruled the state could not use the map in the 2022 elections and remanded the case to the trial court for further proceedings. The trial court adopted a new congressional map drawn by three court-appointed experts. This is absurd, by the way, just, just so we're clear. This is absurd. The radical media has blasted the court potentially ruling in favor of the independent state legislator theory in one-sided fashion. The left-wing Brennan Center for Justice called Moore versus Harper an appeal advocating for extreme interpretation of the Constitution that could make it easier for state legislatures to press the vote draw unfair election districts, enable partisan interference in ballot counting. And um, that's not true. Go ahead and take it down, Mr. Producer. Sorry, had to take a drink of water. Okay, so let's, let's talk about the implications of this. They're telling us that this is, that the, the, the Biden is calling, let's just say this, Biden is calling the, the Supreme Court extreme. 
that the Supreme Court is extreme. The Supreme Court, by the way, is not extreme. There's nothing extreme about the Supreme Court, nor is there anything extreme about Americans in this country. Nothing extreme about Americans. Americans aren't extreme. What's extreme is what the radical left is doing by suppressing uh, truth and creating their own truth. Man's laws, not God's laws. But that doesn't stop Biden and the rest of his goons this illegitimate coup on the American people. Remember, they are everything that they say that they are fighting against. We are talking about the radicalization of our entire country. That's what we're dealing with right now. It's not a, this is not a small problem that we're dealing with. It's not like it just popped its up its ugly head and said, oh, you know what? These guys want to teach your kids. These guys want to teach your kids that they can be anything they want. You can be a leprechaun if that's what you choose. Um, and what I'm speaking of is this uh, gender fluidity and training and adopting uh, sexual innuendos and pornography into schools as, as early as kindergarten or first or second grade. So, so let's talk about the, what is really happening. Mr. Producer, do we have the cut of uh, Biden saying that the case was that the Supreme Court is? Um, yeah, extreme Supreme Court. Yeah. Yep. Let's go ahead and play it. I open it up, open okay. It up. I know you're all busy as I am. Thank you for making the time, but I need not tell any of you we're in a really uh, an important area here and we have to act. I, uh, I'm joined by a group of Democratic governors and we work closely to protect women's rights after this tragic reversal of Roe v. Wade. A terrible extreme decision in my view, upending lives and impacting on the health and safety of millions of women. And I share the public outrage that this extremist court has committed to moving America backwards with fewer rights, less autonomy, and politicians invading the most personal decisions that not only women, but we'll find if they expand, expand on, on this decision, uh, men as well. Okay. So let me, let me tell you guys what has happened. On the average, when we're dealing with this Roe versus Wade, the number of people that have gone to the streets for this is about 4,000 people. 4,000 people. It's, it's often said that the, the type of person that would show up in that particular area that shows up to protest represents another 1,000 people. Okay? So you have about 4,000 protesters across the country. Not a lot. Some of them forced there, kids forced there by their parents who are radical leftist extremists who are terrorists. Let's call them what they are. Forced there. So I'm going to go ahead and do the math for you on what this small group of people represents. Now, a small group of people can take over a country very easily if they have control of the two main things that show the mores of society. Those two things are technology and media. So let me tell you why they're losing and we're winning. Are you ready? Number one, we've built technology deviations. We've, we've built alternatives. Truth Social. If you're not on Truth Social, get on Truth Social. Stop what you're doing. Go to truthsocial.com and sign up. You say, well, I have a, 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 uh, a droid, Android phone. Great. You can actually use the URL. Truthsocial.com. You can also use other things like Parler. You can use MeWe. You can use Gab. Gab, by the way, is the first one that came out and said, 100%, we are a free speech platform. These are all platforms you can use. Here's platforms you can't use without knowing that you're going to be subject to censorship. 
Manipulation, people that are going to try and change your mind and put things in front of you that they tell you are the right thing. That, that this is 100% what the American people feel. I asked the simple question. I asked, I go, well, let, let's, let's do the math. If every single person that showed up on the streets for that represents American ideals, of, of people that believe the way these people feel, and it's 4,000 people, okay? 4,000 people show to the streets. That's 4 million people. So 4 million people out of 330 million people think the way that these radicals think. But all you have to do is gain control of the mechanisms by putting bad people in positions of authority or putting good people that frankly just are not smart enough, don't have enough courage or character, Put them in places where you can manipulate them. Put people that have poor character in places where you can force them to do your will. They don't have to believe it. They just want money. They just want power. They just want to be able to take advantage of people in their community. That's it. Most people in politics are so enamored with fame. They're so enamored with power. These are typically the weak people that frankly, would, you wouldn't give five minutes of, of time to. They were your bartenders, as in AOC's case. They were people that had no sort of commitment to other people, never served other people, only served themselves. So you, you don't have to look very far to figure out how our country got here. Most of us who are entrepreneurs or like to work or want to further and get involved in helping others, we ignored these four million people. We ignored them. But these four million people built a coalition across the nation. They built a group, we'll call it a deep state, infiltrated the government. And as they infiltrated the government in positions of bureaucratic control, they were elected as judges. And then when they got in those positions of extremism, the, the, these positions and their extremist views, they came out. They were asleep. They were sleeper cells. They were the weather underground. Look no further than the person that bombed the congressional offices, bombed, who was let out two years ago, who now runs a BLM, a part of the Black Lives Matter, one of the founding people within Black Lives Matter. Look no further than what we're dealing with, with the judiciary that is, that, that is having cases like what happened in North Carolina that has to be taken up by the Supreme Court because they look at it and go, this is silly. You have three experts that come in here and they're going to decide the mapping for all of a, a state, and that could be influenced. It's not, not run by, consen by census data. By legislative action, they say this is what the map should be. And the Democrats, these little devils, these four million people across our country, they walk in and say, let's do something different. Let's oppose it, and then let's use the weaponization and the fact that we have sleepers, we have unethical demons that have infiltrated our magistrates, our lesser magistrates in this case. And so we're going to go to them, much like they did in the Coomer case, when they overruled a 20-year sitting judge and some piece of trash that had been on the bench for less than two months, comes in and says, there's a probable falsity that he didn't lie, that, that I didn't have, I wasn't on that call, even though everything else lines up with it. It wasn't based on fact. It was based on becoming an advocate and an activist 
for Eric Coomer and Dominion Voting Systems. It was placed there by a radical uh, governor. That, that's what we're dealing with right now. Okay? So you have 4 million people that infiltrated all these different places. You have 330 million people that are being uh, used as pawns. You have people like Joe Biden that are going overseas and handing billions of dollars away to foreign interests. Not billions. Let's call it trillions. Because of the $12 trillion that's been given out, nearly 70% of that money was handed to foreign interests. It was handed to people in foreign environments. Didn't go to you. They took your hard-earned tax dollars. Hey, take them in your office. Took your hard-earned tax dollars and gave them away to people that are not Americans. And then they keep telling you the quiet part out loud. They keep telling you the quiet part out loud. Mr. Producer, do we have the video again of them saying that this is the new liberal agenda? Please take Nico into the office out of here. We can't have do we have that? Yeah, give me one second. I'll find it. Okay. In the meantime, let's put up A1 if we can. We'll talk about takeaways from the blockbuster victory conservatives secured at the Supreme Court. This is obviously CNN. And obviously it has a bunch of protesters acting as if this is the norm. The Supreme Court decision that had the most dramatic fallout, A2, by the way, dramatic fallout in terms, this term was a June 24th ruling overturning its abortion rights precedents. The decision has the, has the on-the-ground effect of making abortions illegal in several states in some places immediately after the ruling came down, when also opening the door, while also opening the door to a new round of legal fights over access to the procedure. Red states with the green light from the Supreme Court quickly moved to enact abortion bans and extreme restrictions, and abortion rights advocates scrambled to slow enforcement of the new prohibitions called lawfare. The ruling was a major victory not just for anti-abortion activists, but also for a conservative legal movement writ large, which saw Roe versus Wade as a chief among several examples of the Supreme Court creating rights that lack explicit references in the Constitution's co text. Practically speaking, the Dobbs opinion means that states and federal lawmakers now have the ability to enact abortion restrictions up to and including outright bans, though they are already facing court challenges from abortion rights advocates who argue that certain state constitutions protect the right to an abortion that the court overturned a 49-year-old precedent and one rooted in a deeply divisive issue affected the most personal decision facing pregnant people and their families was remarkable. Let me just tell you something. It's not pregnant people. It's pregnant women. There's no pregnant people. There's pregnant women. You're a woman, you can get pregnant. If you're not a woman, you can't get pregnant. Whatever the exact scope of the coming laws, one result of today's decision is certain, the curtailment of women's rights and the status of the free and equal citizen, the liberal justice wrote jointly in their dissent. The second one was the law to, so, so let me explain something to you about abortion. You, you good? You in? Go ahead and bring Tig on. We'll, 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 we'll talk him through this deal. Tell him what we're talking about. We're talking about freedom, bro. There's no such thing as freedom anymore. Yeah, he didn't. He, he didn't bring him in yet. You have to introduce him first. I had to make him look pretty. I mean, it's really hard. <laughs> you can't do that. It's really it's hard impossible. to make him pretty. So for those of you who don't know, this is Tig Tigan. He is the Benghazi heroes and uh, one of the people of 13 
hours, the movie that talks about what happened in Benghazi, those 13 hours of defending Americans. Now there are the radical leftists that would that try to call him a contractor, which I always laugh because I'm pretty sure you were a Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so uh, the, I find it funny that these uh, uh, this trash out there would, would take swipes at you when you were um, defending for many hours into the night um, those American lives that were at that compound. Oh, they still do. Hey, they still take shots at you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's all they know how to do. And, and so, so some of you guys don't know, he is also um, the founder of an organization called UADF, United American Defense Force. It is not a militia, even though the radical left has said it is a militia. It is basically a community activist group that protects the community from uh, left-wing extremist terrorists. And, and you were out doing some of that last year, and someone in a car actually hit you. Mm-hmm. Yep. <coughs> and the DA didn't want to prosecute because of who I was. Didn't want to prosecute. Didn't want to prosecute. Yep. And you had surgery as a result of that? Uh, two hip replacements. Well, not the hip, but the joint. So. Because you were hit by a car, and they ran off. Did they stick around? No, they took off. So it was a hit and run, too. But, and we, we, but we don't want to take care of that. So this is what happens in, in the radical law world. Um, where laws don't matter. Yep, exactly. So we've been talking about this new Supreme Court uh, taking up the case of election fraud. Actually, election integrity. Let's take the fraud word, put it aside for a minute, talk about the fact that it is election integrity and the fact that the, uh, the, the radical left is now calling the Supreme Court extreme for <laughs> trying to restore order. What yeah, do you think? Yeah, I, I saw some of that. I've been kind of on the hiatus for the last month or so, so I haven't really been in the loop, but I saw some of that where, again, they, they're pretty much, Congress is telling they're going to overstep the the Supreme Court, and that's extreme. That's that's a coup. That's an insurrection right there. When you have a political, somebody, an elected official saying they're not going to abide by the, the Supreme Court's ruling. But, the, but and, and I think that's the definition of lawlessness. I think that's the yeah, definition of exactly. a... Uh, uh, trying to overthrow a system that's in place. And here I, I talk about the doctrine of the lesser magistrates and us becoming the lesser magistrates and throwing these people out. And they think that's extreme, throwing out the devil himself to the back to the depths of hell, telling these people to go hang out in their basement while we force people to abide by simple ethical and moral standards. Seems pretty extreme to me. I mean, again, all the, all the state, all the Supreme Court did was give the power back to the state. Now, they didn't ban it. They didn't make it legal or illegal. They just said, states, you deal with it. It's not a constitutional right. And then I think what we saw is we saw businesses step in the middle of it. Yeah, they did. Uh, I think what, uh, yeah, there's some of them that stepped up, said we'll pay for, what, what up to $4,000 on one of them to, to travel to get an abortion. Makes sense to me. Now they'll, they'll go bankrupt. You, you think about the profitability of these companies that stepped out and said, Let's pay for abortions. Let's get involved. We're a private business and forced by HR or parts of their organization and social media parts of their organization that try to exert extreme pressure. And, and here's how they do it. You either do this or we'll out you as a CEO that didn't do what we told you to do. Use bullying tactics, tactics in order to lower the mores of our society. Well, isn't that what California do with all the gun owners? Yeah. But we're going to... This is why I get so excited, because we are winning. We're going to win in Colorado. We figured out how they actually cheated. Math and science do not, they don't lie. They stole a primary. They, they think that we're going to let them get away with it, but we're not. 
So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency if you ever need to be air medically transported with air med care network you're covered for as little as 85 dollars a year your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a 50 dollars visa gift card when you sign up today now they also have an amazon card but we don't do business with amazon here on this show so please do not sign up for this and get the 50 dollars amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast so get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. We have this video. I want you to hear it. This is, the, uh, this is CNN talking about the new liberal world order. Let's go ahead and play it. Uh, they say that this could be a long e a war measured in years, and I think everybody understands why this is happening, but is it sustainable? What do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Let's play that one more time, please. Guys, for everybody in the back of the room, I want you to hear this again. And if you don't think we're at war with a coup that is destroying the fiber of this country, let's play it one more time, Mr. Producer. Please play it one more time. Pay attention to the very end, people. They're not hiding it anymore. This could be a long a war measured in years. And I think everybody understands why this is happening. But is it sustainable? What do you say to those families who say, Listen, we can't afford to pay four eighty-five a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to. What do you think of that, Tig? Sounds like a rally call to me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's that's what it is. They, it's it's communism, and that's trying to take over America. That's why back in the day, if you're under, it, they used to arrest you if you were part of the Communist Party. It's now, actually still illegal. And it's that, still illegal to be a part of the Communist Party. Not anymore. Well, they don't arrest nobody anymore. I mean, heck, they're all over 2020 and 2021 downtown Denver. I mean, so, Mr. Uh, Tay Anderson, he was a proud member of the Denver Communist Party. So, so, so how do we how do we resolve this? Let's let's work the problem. Take we we always have to say work the problem. Let's work the problem. Work the problem. You don't know, say it. We don't. We, it will be no <laughs> violence. We don't need violence. Violence begets violence. Yeah, that is true. But again, you got to prepare for it. There. I mean, you look what they're doing. They're just screaming for again the Chicago mayor take up arms. That's what she said. I mean, she's not. She didn't get shut down like I got shut down when I just wanted to do a muster. You yeah. know, it's 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 the left is screaming for for violence. I mean, AOC, take to the streets. Let's take it back. Let's not listen to the Supreme Court. We're going to do what the hell we want. Um, I think Maxine Waters said the same thing. So 
it comes to a point like again your vote you were just supposed to get out and vote you know that's that's supposed to what's supposed to give to control to us but if they keep stealing it we sent what's next we uh we, we know of people that went down we sent 40 or so people downtown when the roe versus wade thing happened and they were going to have marches in downtown denver and we had, I think, 20 or 30 people that were together in these little areas. And there were several times that people were going to go to burn buildings. And we showed up and we, we had a rule. I mean, we had a rule with these people that, here's the deal. You throw one rock, you throw one walk top cocktail, you do any damage, and we're going to kick your teeth in. And we, I mean, we went as far as to tell some of the police, this was just recently, to tell some of the police that, listen, if you won't protect the citizens, we will. Make a decision. And they did. They protected the citizens. And that's a lot of times that's what you got to do. You got to hold their feet to the fire. Well, we didn't in 2020, did we? Nope. Well, we did. Well. But the, but the police came out and said, will you please stand down? And we're like, nope, no, we will not. Yeah, I definitely see a little bit of a different pace on the, uh, on the law enforcement side. So, you know, even in California, they're, they're a lot more aggressive to stomp it out a lot faster. So, well, hopefully they keep it up, but... Again, we as the people need to build, need to be willing to stand up and protect our own community. Well, you know, they they talk about the new liberal world order and stepping into these places. I think one of the things that I I've, I find um, incredibly just um, problematic is that they are getting in place a position of power and authority, like the DA's office, yep. as in the judges, to let people out, let these criminals out, so they become their goons. It's becoming a lawless state. And so we, we talk about working the problem, and Tig, you and I have talked about this many times, right? They don't get to take they don't get to take us. Nope. What they do to one of us, they do to all of us. It's the ethos that we've had. And again, that's why I also think why the Supreme Court Clarence Thomas, which I guess he's a white supremacist now too, according to the left, but <laughs> he's given the power back to the people, back to the state. He's you know the the Second Amendment laws that just passed opened up a huge, you know victory for the second amendment huge victory we got a long ways to go but you know it's that's we can't let them continuously to take away our rights just because they want to feel safe and again taking away our rights doesn't make them safe actually makes them less safe um i mean it's you can see it all over the world i mean where was the one just shooting recently um I want to say Norway or something like that. There was a big, yeah. there were big mass killing. They they got. I don't think they have any guns. They don't They're, sell guns at all. They do not. So again, it it, it happens unfortunately, um, and all you're doing is making safe safe locations for these mass killers. That's okay. all you're doing. So so how do we? Um, I mean I, I don't. I mean I'm just going to ask the question. How do we work the problem? I mean, is it of the people, for the people, by the people? Do we just continue to do what we're doing? Do we grow that? I mean, the, the radical left media tries to call them militias. I mean, they called me a militia leader. They called you a militia leader, a contractor militia leader. Yeah, I think I was a militia grandmaster something something. Grandmaster. Yeah, I was all kinds of yeah. things. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was up there, man. I might have been like an eight-star general too. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> 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 I, I mean, I think it's funny, right? It it's, is it's funny. Really? Wait, 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 wait.
<laughs> if you're wondering how far apart we are, we are not the standard six feet apart. No, no. not even close. We're not. But he does wear his mask when he's not in. I do wear my mask when I'm not in. He does it actually when he's in the shower. It's weird. <laughs> the fact that you actually know what I wear in the shower is really starting to concern me. I'm starting looking around for a camera. Hey, I won't. I've been in there. I've been in your house a couple times, so you know. <laughs> I gotta know who my, I got. You know, I gotta know who I hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if I ever wore a mask in the shower, you have permission to never, ever talk to me again. Just please never talk to me again. If I wear a mask, period, you have permission to never talk to me again. Don't threaten me for a good time. Hey, come on now. <laughs> so so now, we, I don't know really what the – because they got – this didn't just happen. It, it's been going on for decades. I mean, they, they started probably back in the early – 30s to try to infiltrate us, I think, and infiltrate this, the, the Communist Party, the Socialist Movement. I mean, they're so embedded, and it's kind of like the Muslim Brotherhood. That's what they do. They just take their time, and they, they infiltrate slowly. Um, they're, they're in no rush. They're very patient. Very patient. And I think the liberals, they did the exact same thing. So it's just, for us, it's, we don't really have the patience. We're done with it. We're tired of it. But you kind of got to do the same thing. You start small and you work your way back up. I mean, unfortunately, that's the only way you can do it without all-out violence. Well, we talk about all-out violence, and we, we, you know, you've seen violence. At least once. You know, it's killing a man will change you forever. Isn't that what you said? Well, I have yet to kill a man yet. Okay. <laughs> Those are jihadists. There's a big difference. Okay, hold on a second. All right, we we're in a family show. Uh, yeah, technical difficulties. Please stand by. <laughs> okay, now let's get back to the serious part because I do know you when you are serious. Get, get can we get like I get the serious cap on for a minute, right? These people don't know what real violence is. No, they don't. They they yeah, see. No they think it's just Hollywood. It's a, it's glorified. It's it's. I mean, it's just they just think it's a video game. In reality, life it's not. I mean, all out war, you're going to see babies dying, you're going to see your moms, your sons, your daughters, your grandparents, you know, just splattered all over the place. It's not, it's not good. It doesn't discriminate, does it? No. So you want to, again, that's why you want to avoid it as much as possible. That's why I think we need to unite or we're going to, we're going to fail. It's going to, that's, that's the way it's going to go. We're, we got so much division just even on the right that the left does. We can't even come together for just really a common cause, it seems like. I mean, look at our politicians, how they divide, divide us up themselves. I need to do a quick read for one of our sponsors. Um, this podcast brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. We've talked a lot about IP Vanish. They've been a, a partner of the show for quite some time now. But IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you stream media. Um, you can use IPVanish on unlimited devices at the same time without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones. Um, it's and, and for our listeners, they're, they're offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. I will tell you that there are some apps that you have to turn off 
if you're using like ring apps or things like that, you have to turn it off in order to actually access it because it has to have a localized IP address. But um, that's just something you just learn when you get it, but you, you get to keep them from getting access to most of your information. Uh, those apps just need it to make it necessary to validate who you are. Uh, so go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily. You do have to use the slash daily. So ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. Yeah, so th this is where we get this is where we get into that place where you can't you can't unsee it. You can't unsee the things that we see. And I've seen violence. You have seen violence. As much as you want to say that you haven't, you've been in the middle of violence. Yeah. And I've been in the middle of violence, and I don't wish it on anyone. I wish it on it. I wish it on no man. Because the things that you see, you can't unsee. Just like the things you see with election integrity, things you see that we're, we're witnessing right now. You, you can't unsee when you see truth. You can't. You, I even said it. Wouldn't it be great to go back and not just, just not know? I mean, I mean, Not be on the phone call? Not be on the phone call. Oh, oh let's talk about that for a minute. Weren't you supposed Can to you be, talk about that? Weren't you supposed to be on that phone call? Yeah, I was supposed to be, but I was traveling. Did we have that conversation? I want to be clear. Hey, Tig, you want to get on this call? Yeah. Well, but I was traveling. Actually, I think I was in the air flying. And I'm like, what's... And, and so they said the call didn't exist. How many times have we talked... And, and by the way, this is interesting. This is an interesting conversation we're having right now because it has nothing to do with the topic. But this is how this all started. Yep, it is. You, you and I met at a rally because we wanted to reopen Colorado. Yep, they were they were burning down buildings and doing things, and you're like they're not doing it again. And I was like, I think you should start an organization. I think you should. You're a leader. You need to start leading. And you're like, I hate you, <laughs> 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 right? And I was like, let's go. We have to do this. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, let's go do it. And you did it. It's a gr it's a great sacrifice to yourself. It's been hell. It but has. no, but yeah, I remember. I remember the the phone call and afterwards, and but yeah. it never happened. Tig, it never happened. I mean, that's what they said. They said it never happened. It's a possible. It's a probable falsity. It never happened. You know, Tig's just a contractor. No, just like they said, the stand down never happened, but it did. It absolutely did. No, I know it did. It cost the lives of Ambassador Stevens and Sean Smith. So. Your friend. And what was weird about it is that I knew Chris Stevens. I knew him. Yeah. He worked in Sudan. He was a very, very, just saying, I, I worked in the Middle East and Africa for six and a half years. And I remember coming across him. He's very naive. A very naive man. But loved the people there. It was, it was amazing. Was, yeah, he definitely did that. You know, and, and but, they... Yeah, but he trusted them way too much. Way too much. And walked into it as if, hey, these people love me. Well, well, jihadis don't love, terrorists don't love anyone. Nope. Yeah, I don't think they even love their own moms. <laughs> Give them enough money, they'll whack them. What's, what's, what I find difficult, we were, we were, you know, we were getting off on a little bit of what we were going to talk about before, but, um, you know, this, this is why these, these, these things that the Supreme Court's doing is so, it's so, it, the, gr the gravity of it is, is, it should set into you. Especially the ones of you that say that nothing, nothing is going to happen. But, but we, we didn't set out for personal gain, you and I. We had a pact. 
I got your back. You have my back. We went out there. We did it. Yep. Built up. What's that? Best we could. And got attacked by the radical media. And then people lost their courage in a lot of places, didn't they? Oh, yeah, especially after January 6th. A bunch of people took off. They're like, I can't get involved in this. Like, why not? It's your country. It's your neighborhood. It's your community. Stand up for it. And, and, I, and I think that, you know, when, when I talk about the courage that you have to have to do this, I remember calling you when I said that I was going to talk about this stuff on the radio. And here's the information I had on this Eric Coomer guy. Remember this guy we we're talking about? And you're like, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I won't involve you. I even said I won't involve you. And you're like, yeah, okay. And then I came to you and I said, hey, listen, uh, I, can, can you come forward? They've already, like, destroyed you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I would have come forward before. I don't give a shit. They're going to attack no matter what anyways. So You get attacked. I just laugh. We're a bunch of jokes. I mean, it sucks, but, yeah. That's what the left does. That's all they know how to do. Attack, try to destroy. They don't want to talk. They don't want to communicate. They don't want to... They don't want to come on common ground. They just want their own. They want all their their free stuff and be able to kill babies and groom your kids. That's all they care about. It it seems just uh, it seems amazing to me. Yeah, it it seems amazing to me that that we're in this place where where le- where good is good is is evil and evil is good. And yet we f- we find ourselves having these conversations a lot. Everyone wants to listen to talking heads that have never given up, never sacrificed anything. I didn't see any of these talking heads that were out there when Atifa was burning stuff down. Oh no, they were silent. It was a peaceful protest. I take. I was a tech CEO when that happened, right? Mm-hmm. I was still out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking forward to it. I was like, finally, let's go. It was going to clack off. Let's go. I was, I was excited. Now, my big thing was I just wanted to throw somebody on their neck. That's all I wanted to do. We got a couple of those opportunities. Did we, we not? Was cl- close a few times. Yeah. Well, we had the one. Is that the back to blue? Yeah. Yeah. When the blue took off after we were trying to back him up. Unbelievable. We're out there at a rally for back to blue. It was like the fourth annual, right? Uh, something like that. So it's like the fourth annual Back the Blue. I thought it was like seven or ten. So years. Maybe it was seven, right? I don't know. People showed up. Antifa showed up. That, hey, uh, Mr. Producer, you you were there. Yeah. Oh, remember, yeah. remember the Antifa guy I punched that, that I knocked out that I had to walk off because he got a. <laughs> I, I, I was with another guy back to back, and they came through and they started throwing stuff, and I just <laughs> throttled him. He falls like a rock on top of. Who did he fall on top of? Was it was it Mayhem that he fell on yeah, top of? I think of? it was Mayhem. No, no, it wasn't Mayhem because Mayhem was watching. Who's the Who's the other guy? Who's the other, tall, skinny guy? He was at the bottom was of the pile. It might have been. So, guys, this is a funny story. It's super funny. So the guy is swinging, I think it was a cowbell. Probably. I, I think it was a cowbell. He was swinging a cowbell. And he swung the cowbell. And I'm like, what the hell? And I just went, whap. And he fell like a box of rocks. Just hit the ground boom, 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 on top of other people. Then I looked down, and one of the other guys that was there for to underneath the I wasn't underneath a, a, a 
drum set or something? Wasn't there a drum set in the middle of it? Yeah, there was some weird, <laughs> there was some weird stuff. <laughs> okay, this is kind. Of, we're gonna have a little fun with this because these are things <laughs> that we look back on and we're like, that was fun. That was kind of fun. But these radicals were attacking grandmas. They were hitting yep. people with skateboards. They were doing all sorts of stuff. So I hit this guy, and he literally fell. And I think mayhem. So th- there's a guy that, that we know. He's super, super good guy. But he's got really short arms. So he's like a big dude. He's literally a T-Rex. He you is, literally. He is, is he not stacked? Yeah. Oh, well, like yeah, he's this, stacked. This guy's got, like, muscles coming out of the side of his head. I mean. His ears could kick your ass. It, yeah. His, ear, <laughs> his ears, he's like this. <sighs> <laughs> Let's go. I got it. <sighs> Ten more. <laughs> Give me more. Let's go. One, two, three, four. Okay, we're not going to be very serious today. It's Friday. But but we he literally was punching people like this. <laughs> and they were falling. Well, I mean, it's Antifa. Yeah. What do you expect? Yeah, they were falling like rocks. But it was funny because you look around, it's like T-Rex on. And by the way, we joke with him too. So, Mayhem, if you're if you're actually listening, we love your T Rex arms. It's okay; you won't understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, he's super super good guy. But I, what did I do though, Mr. Producer? I walked the guy, the dude up, picked yeah, him up. I picked him up afterwards because he was there was not much left of. It. He couldn't. I mean, he was bloody number one, but two. He, he couldn't, he had no idea where he was. He was like looking around, I took his cowbell away from him. And I was like, dude, you got to get out of here. Walked him out, checked him, held his head. And I was like, you okay? And he's like, yeah, I think I am. Walked him all the way through the deal, walked him out and went back into the frame. He took his wife's necklace? No, I didn't take his wife's necklace. I, I probably did. He That's took probably his cowbell. That's his wife's necklace. How, no how is he going to know where she is? What? So... <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna comment on that. We, we oh, don't you know see this was, guy? You see this guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's me. Hey, Taz just said Mayhem wears a T-Rex shirt. So uh, yes, he does wear a T-Rex shirt. That is a true statement. And Mother Mayhem does listen. We know Mother Mayhem is in here. Are you here, Mother Mayhem? If you're here, go ahead and say something in one of the comments. We'll say something. So so guys, we 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 talk a little bit about um, this, and you would say, oh my gosh. We, you guys are talking about violence. No, we're not. We weren't there for violence, were we? No, we didn't bring the violence. They no. brought the violence. We just countered it. Yeah. So I always say the violence begets violence. The left always brings the violence. Yeah. They always they, they do. That's what they do. They always come in and they attack because they don't they have no no thought process. They all they have is emotion. That's that's you can't communicate with them. You can't negotiate. Well, you can't. I mean, you just. There's nothing there, it, it seems like, especially when they're out there in, in that environment. They just want to attack. I mean, literally, the last, uh, last year at the, back, at, the, at the Back to Blue event in Denver, they literally dropped their trousers, crapped in their hands, and was trying to throw it at us. Uh, so I'm going to tell you something like that. Somebody throws crap at me, they need to make peace with God because that, that's like throwing a bullet at me. That's well, we like were like 50 yards away. Oh, I would have. I'm telling but, you right But now. the thing is that that's their mind. That's what they – Mm. It's it's freaking crazy. I mean, they just want to pull violence when they want to blame us for being the violent one. When again, look at the reality of it. I mean, we can, but they can't. So the reason why I picked that man up, that that young man up, and walked him out, is because I didn't want to hit him. There's nothing in me that wanted to hit hit him. There's nothing in me that wanted to be in a fight with anybody. We were there for a back to blue. There was grandmas there. We were protecting innocent lives. 
And they weren't there to fight. We, 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 they set this up nine months in advance. Yep. And so all we cared about is that we were there. We were asked to come in as a group of people just to keep the peace. Michelle Malkin was there. She was speaking. And I think a bunch of other people. Patrick Neville, who was in the state legislature. But we, were th we weren't there for anything other than to protect those people that were there. And uh, there, there was another one that we had that, that, or that, was, that they had a muster. And, you know, I, I showed up to that. And by the way, this was all on opening up businesses. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, we weren't, we weren't there for any other reason, right? We didn't, we didn't really care what BLM did or Antifa. Nope. Don't really care. Matter of fact, they were welcome. We even talked about it. We sat down and talked about it collectively as a group of, what, 700, 800 people. And we said, listen, they have a right to protest if they, if they want to redress their grievances. They have a right to do that. They don't have a right to instill violence and fear into our communities. Well, that's all they do. If you do anything that's patriotic, they come in and attack it. But what happened when we showed up? A lot of times the majority of them will leave. Um, and they'll, they'll actually wait for the cops to show up before they try to interact with us. Um, but, again, there's no reason to talk with them, even engage with them, because you can't fix stupid on the street. You just can't. Um, nowadays, you can barely fix it in schools, but you definitely ain't going to do it on the street with them. So there's, there's no point to engage with them. So I encourage anybody that goes out and, to, and protests for anything or counter-protest, don't even engage with them because it's just going to rally you up and you're, you, you'll end up in jail while they get to go home. They'll just look at Rittenhouse. I yeah, mean, but, you had felons I, in possession with firearms and they don't get arrested. He wasn't even charged. I know, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So you will go to jail, they won't. He, he did um, liquefy his arm, though. He did. That was pretty cool. <laughs> it wasn't cool, okay, but it was... I had to beg to differ. It was, okay. I thought it was cool. So, so th <laughs> this, this is where we, we talk about, and we have a little bit of fun on a Friday, um, and have a sense of humor. Now, here's why you have to have a sense of humor. What are the, what are the alternatives? You just get angry. How, how does anger work out for you? It doesn't. You know, Jesus got angry, and he flipped over tables in the church, in the temple. I think it was frustration more than angry, though. Well, he, 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 I mean, flipping over tables takes a little bit of anger. Yeah, I guess. Let's try it. Let's try it. No, let's, let, <laughs> let's not try it. Everything flies. <laughs> okay. All right, we're still live. Can you guys still hear us? Okay, technical theories, please stand by. Um, but the, 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 the thing that we talk about, and we're going to go back to it right now, by the way. And I know, I know we got off on a tangent a little bit, but... I want you to know that there's, when I talk about, when we talk about sacrifice, it's not a, it's not a, a sacrifice where you get in the middle of it and you're like, oh man, I, I can now run for office or do you have any, uh, do you want to run for office at all? No, that's a no. He doesn't want to run for office. <laughs> My point is, is that it, we didn't wake up one day and say, hey, we want to sacrifice everything to help our community, to help the people in this country. Um, it was God's calling. He called us into this place. And there are lots of us out there. It's not just me. It's not just Tig. But um, there's lots of us. And staying in the fight becomes very difficult because it intensifies when people that are around us don't adopt the ethos that what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. And I think that's the, the thing that we should take from it. Well, you know, I just I think when you're talking about this, it's important to highlight that all that 
you know people were doing when we would show up at those events was you know standing in a place of interposition that's all we were doing we were not there to hurt anyone we were not there to advance our own agenda we were there to stand between those who wanted to hurt the innocent those who wanted to commit you know unjust acts and follow unjust laws and those who did not deserve it it was really simple and it it was i mean i mean the left the people that were the over there that wanted to act violence, they actually came at us, trying to threaten us with an axe, saying they're going to rape the girls that were there. They're, you know, all this stupid stuff. And you just sit there and just look, just look at them. No, no, no reason to engage. Um, but that's what they did. They came. They would come at us every time, but we just wouldn't even talk with them. The yeah. cops, you know, again, as long as the cops were close by, they would try to engage. The cops weren't close by, they wouldn't do anything. But that's just the type of people they are. They wanted thinking that again that we're going to go there and do something like no we're just there to make sure you don't burn down the community like you like to and you're during your peaceful protest well i mean i I gotta tell you it is uh it's you know it's come at great cost i mean there's there's a lot of things that that stepping in the gap cost us oh yeah always and you know we laugh about it (laughs) <laughs> we were just laughing about it before we came on the show, actually, that it's it's okay. You know, we were, I was actually talking to CanCon. Do you know who CanCon is? Uh-oh. So CanCon, it's, uh, um, he's a, a podcaster, and um, he's an ex-Marine. Former uh, Marine. Former Marine. A former Marine. He's still a Marine. Still a Marine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know how that works, but I, I, some of you guys get all intense on that. Not I oh, they get all angry and yeah. pissed off. Like, I am. I'm not. I am. Like, you guys need to figure that shit out, all right? Which one do you want? I just said the bad word. You're going to have to click on that one. Um, oh, you can't cuss anymore? But, bro, he he is a he is an animal. You guys need to meet, by the way. Yeah. You need to meet. Um, but he, here's a guy that sacrificed a lot. And he's a podcaster. Yeah, he's a podcaster, a broadcaster. I like to call him a broadcaster. Uh, but he continues to just dig in and do the hard work. And there's a lot of people like that that served in the military and have done great things as we head into July 4th. You know, I, I'm super grateful for all the commitments and things that you, you have done. But as you step into this fight, it becomes even more, it, it becomes, this is a different type of fight. It's draining, that's for sure. It is absolutely draining. You gotta have massive amounts of stamina. Yeah. But again, as long as the community's behind you, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, as long as you know the people keep standing up, keep moving forward. Again, you can't you can't let them scare you into running away. You just can't. So, um, I want to give a shout out to one of our other sponsors too. That's Axos Bank. Um, I'm excited to have found this bank, and I've done a lot of research on this bank. And um, I'm supposed to have another conversation with them tomorrow because I'm, I'm really interested in how they uh, are going to protect people. I'm really interested in protecting people and their ability to protect their money. I'm not sure that the banking system related to the bigger banks would ever do that. It's one of the reasons why I've never been a part of any big banks. I, I gave that up nearly 20 years ago. Um, but I found this bank, Access Bank. They opened on Independence Day 2000. They're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American tradition. Let's take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn the highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can also get a, a $150 bonus if you open one by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in freedom to do business without compromising our values. Uh, if you go to accessbank.com daily for full details, that's A-X-O-S bank.com slash daily and for that cash bonus all you need is a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account 
Uh, so Access Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us, accessbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. So I want to, if we can play this, uh, Mr. Producer, I sent it over to, no, where is it? Sorry. I want to play this. This is uh, the GOP assaulted in broad daylight. This happened. I don't know which one this is, but uh, it's right after B3. I want to play this because it, it it's, it's the radical left is becoming more and more brazen, and they're not being held accountable. And so we have to come up with a plan. We have to work the problem. And while we're working the problem, we have to make sure we protect each other. Let's go ahead and play that if we can, Mr. Producer. Is there a reason why you're tearing those signs down? Is there a reason you're tearing those signs down? Is there a reason you're tearing those signs down? That's a Okay, I don't take it down. There's too many customers. Take that down. I don't want to do it. So what was that? That was someone that was tearing down signs that was an operative for the Democrat Party. Does anybody want to know if that person actually got charged? He was I arrested. I know he was arrested. I don't wow. know if they've charged him or what he was charged Okay, with. he was not charged. He was let go. Of course. Shocking. So this is this is the issue that we face right now is that even when they're caught doing things that are massively unethical, probably a good way to put it, Yeah, there's there's no outcome for that. But if it had been uh, somebody on the right tearing down the uh, Democrats' posters, they would have got arrested and charged. Yes. And so I look at it and go, well, what's the outcome then? And again, the people, it's not the police officer, it's the DA that dictates if they get charged or not, right? Well, we have another one, and this is um, another one that uh, this is uh, Jesse Waters talking about the IRS. Let's play this. This is Matt Gates um, talking about disarming the IRS. Mr. Producer, if we can go ahead and play that. I'm playing a few of these because I want to get into some of the other rulings and things like that that they're putting out there. Ready to go? Nine millimeter bullets. Are we worried about train robberies? I'm not sure why an American taxpayer is buying retired conductors bullets. The IRS is also loading up. They've spent three quarters of a million dollars on ammo just this year alone. That's enough for a small army. I guess Zelensky has enough. The timing's strange. The country's going through an ammo shortage, and the government's buying up as many bullets as they can get their hands on. Is that related? Why is the Biden administration doing this? I don't know. Is Biden weaponizing the IRS again, like Obama did against the Tea Party? What does an accountant at the IRS need a firearm for? I'm going to pay my taxes, guys. I swear. Don't shoot. Congressman Matt Gates is a member of the Judiciary Committee, and he joins me now. So, Congressman, what the heck is going on here? Call me old-fashioned, but I thought the heaviest artillery an IRS agent would need would be a calculator. Like, I imagine the IRS in green eye shades and cubicles not busting doors down and emptying Glock clips on our fellow Americans. Uh, certainly, it's troubling that in 2022 alone, the IRS has spent around $725,000 on ammunition. So here's the Biden plan. Disarm Americans, 
open the border, empty the prisons, but rest assured, they'll still collect your taxes and they need $725,000 worth of ammunition, apparently, to get the job done. I'm sure they have a couple agents that are armed that like kick down the doors of some white collar criminals once in a while, right? But those aren't the guys that are gonna kind of go out in a, a blaze of gunfire, right? These guys probably have lawyers. They'll probably, you know, arrange something where they can walk in and get booked and leave. Tax cheat isn't usually a term we hear alongside armed and dangerous. And there was a report that showed over a 10-year period, the IRS actually stockpiled $11 million worth of ammunition. That's why I'm working on legislation to put a total moratorium on the IRS buying ammo. I mean, when we used to talk about the IRS being weaponized, we were talking about political discrimination, not actual weapons for the IRS. Do you think that there's a relationship between the ammo shortage in the country and the government buying up a lot of ammo? Oh, undeniably, part of the strategy is that with one hand, the Biden regime is doing everything they can to suppress access to ammunition for regular Americans, while All with right, the other hand, they are scooping up... So the, the IRS did hire, I think, 70,000 or 80,000 new agents. Now they're arming all of those agents and people that work for the IRS. They're buying up more ammo for themselves. There's a shortage across the world. We have food coming, uh, problems happening. We have an abortion case that was heard in the Supreme Court banning abortion. You have another case um, out there as well that I think we should talk about, and that is that the, uh, if we can go to, uh, I think it's four, before, before, no. Nope. Uh, a A four no A three A three sorry A three no I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> what uh, are you looking for? I'm I'm not A A three no yes A three okay got it. Um, so another one that they actually r ruled on was a six three conservative majority makes gun safety laws much more vulnerable to legal challenge in a case calling New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin that concerned New York restrictions on public carrying of firearms. So the, this is where the assistant uh, governor, the lieutenant governor, came out and said that they wanted to, um, that this was going to make people unsafe because you didn't know that they were carrying a gun. You wouldn't know. Like, you would be carrying a gun, which you're probably carrying, and no one would know. And that's going to make people unsafe that law-abiding citizens that apply for concealed carry permits are now permitted to have one without having to have a reason. Why do you have to have a reason? I think we have a thing called the Second Amendment, don't exactly. we? Exactly. Yeah. So doesn't that, um, what about the, didn't Denver just pass a law? You can't have uh, guns in the, at the city center park and all these other locations again? But they can't do that. Now? That's, that's illegal. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, so is it this, this trumps that. Well, it, tr it, it doesn't trump it because it didn't deal with location. Location will be next. But you can't actually, per you know, stop someone from carrying a gun within a, a park, period. You can't. It's not, it's not even. But again, these people, all it does is make make you make you unsafe it, it makes the criminals like oh, i know where i can go and rob people yeah so like again california to me if i was a thief i'd get that list of where all the gun owners are and guess what i'm not going to hit those houses i'm hitting all the ones that don't have and they're not on that list that's where i'm gonna go yeah and and that gets into something that happened in california mr producer let's put this up this is b1 this is how the radical left actually responds. California actually leaks the personal data of thousands of licensed gun owners. 
you're you're basically doing what's uh, plus America's. We can get past that part, but if you look at this, the government of California inadvertently made public the names, birth dates, and addresses of hundreds, or perhaps thousands, of licensed concealed carry permit holders who live in the state. California's firearm dashboard portal was launched earlier this week by Attorney General Rob Bonta. Its purpose, according to the Wall Street Journal, was to improve transparency on the fraught topic. Yeah, the transparency, so that they can they know who to stay away from, who has a concealed carry weapon. Uh, but on Wednesday, the government acknowledged that the dashboard was accidentally leaked some specific information on Californians who obtained or were denied permits between 2011 and 2021. That was 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's thousands, if not tens of thousands of people. Information exposed could names, date of birth, gender, race, driver's license number, address, and criminal history. And social security numbers. That's and social nice. security numbers or any financial records were not disclosed as a result oh, okay. of this event. So th- th- this is th- this is unbelievable. And they say that, oh, oops, it was a mistake. Do you mm. think it was a mistake? No, it wasn't no mistake. I mean, it was a brand new website. Yeah. And like it... Brand new. So how can it be a mistake? It wasn't no mistake. But again, to me, as a career criminal, or as a coming up criminal, I'm going to go to the house, especially in California, I know who has guns and who doesn't. I'd break into the house that don't have guns. To me, it it just kind of, if I was in California, it make me feel actually a little bit safer. Because now, hey, what I don't care. People know I got I go, I go guns. I mean, I don't care. I got, I got a couple. I mean, I don't know why you have I'd let people know I own guns so they don't break into my house, so I don't have to freaking six, you know, put them six feet in the ground. But, you know, criminals ain't really that smart, so who knows. So all of these Supreme Court rulings in order to restore the mores of society have led to a few things that I think are, are telling. Uh, one of which is, if we can play this, Mr. Producer, we have the protesters at um, Amy uh, Barrett's house. Comey Barrett's house. Let's go ahead and play this. this. These are people, by the way, that are harassing, intimidating, bullying because their man's law of being able to do whatever they want, satanic laws, are not being followed. Let's go ahead and play it. And there's three short videos, so I'll play a little bit of each. All right, perfect. Okay, so just so you know, I want you guys to all understand that in order for them to get access to the information of where these people live, someone inside of the court system would have to release it. So these are people inside the Supreme Court, possibly other justices and or their clerks, that are releasing the private information of their home address. Most of the address of Supreme Court justices are actually scrubbed. Scrubbed. So you can't get, get access to that information. But in this case, they're walking in a public neighborhood. Now, I can tell you what I would do if you came to my neighborhood like that. I would gather all the rest of my neighbors. I, and by the way, I live in a neighborhood. It's fairly nice. And well, I think 95% of my neighbors are all uh, armed. What would you say probably? Armed? Probably. Definitely your neighborhood. <laughs> <They're all armed. laughs> um, and we would go out there and we would tell them, you have a choice. And we would tell the police you have a choice too. You don't get to come and harass and intimidate anyone in our neighborhood. Because the rule is what you do to one of us, you do to all of us. Um, and regardless of whether these are Supreme Court justices what were, that were Democrat or Republican, or they were liberal or they were conservative, no one has a right to do this at someone's private residence. Um, did you play all three? Yeah, I played a few seconds from all three. There's 
cussing in all of them. Okay. Imagine that. Yeah. So let's not. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to put any of that stuff up. I want to tell you that, um, it, you know, that there's we, this case that they're taking up on on election integrity. It, th- there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. My thing is, I mean, are they really ever going to do anything about it? That's why. Well, I mean, I mean the, th- the thing is, is that I think let me let me just let me draw the line to what I think the problem is and how we solve it, right? And and you're you're going to be, you maybe you'll be shocked or not shocked, you know. Sean Smith this morning said that in order to take our rights from us, there's going to be blood spilled and a massive amount of blood spilled in order to take our constitutional rights. Yeah. Right. But they already took the First Amendment. We've allowed it to happen. <laughs> right. I mean, think about it. What what do they do on big tech? Yeah, social media. Yeah, and, and by the way, it's not social media that actually does that. It's Apple. Yeah. Well, it's, to me, that's all same thing to me. Yeah. So, but but the point is, is that they have created a constituency of technology conglomerates that are taking away our rights. And so, as we start peeling away and picking away at them, you know, Facebook is a perfect example. You know, Facebook comes out and says that that uh, they're going to do this metaverse. Then somebody called me and said, hey, Joe, you should check out this metaverse. It's a great opportunity for us. I was like, there is not a place in in this world that I think that belongs. Yeah, I don't, yeah. A make-believe environment where you, you sit on your couch and you put on goggles and you go into some make-believe world. Go watch that movie Player One. That's where society's going to. It's not going there if we, if we stop. Oh, yeah, there. but... Right, we we don't. This isn't technology you need. This is technology designed to control you, yeah, to make you an EBIT, to make you a slave, and we're already enslaved. I mean, fifty-two cents on every dollar. They get to dictate what our tax rates are. They get to dictate what our interest rates are, and these people are not subject to any of that. So I look at these cases and I go, it's not the cases that we should be concerned with. It's how we react to what they do by not respecting the cases and the decisions that are made. At that point, that's where I think we step in the gap. I think that we, that's why the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, which I haven't got a chance to talk to you about, I think that's where it becomes important. You have no idea what you're talking about. I know, so this book is, um, has the ability to stand in the gap, like we're in a place of interposition. So uh, uh, Mr. Producer was just talking about that. I talk about this probably what, 10 times a day, Mr. Producer? Oh yeah, constantly, and for good reason. I, I talk about this all day, every day, and Matthew Chuella is going to be on next Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday yes. morning. So he's going to be on Tuesday morning. It's going to be a blockbuster conversation. Blockbuster conversation. That was written in 2013. talks about standing in the gap between the oppressed and the oppressor, right? The people that they want to make intended victims and the people that want to be tyrants. And it tells you how you can do it without violence. That doesn't say that violence is not going to happen. It just says that violence begets violence. So if they're violent against us, that's why they call it defense, right? Yep. Self-defense is so that we can defend ourselves. So I got a video that I made. I made this video. I, I kind of tied all this stuff together. Miss um, Bruce, I probably put this video together seven years ago. And, you know, this is the type of video that I use personally um, to in order for me to honor my faith, understand that when people take punches at me, so the radical left, take notes out of the book. You want to know how I think? This is how I think. This is how I live my life. And this takes out a little bit from the movie Rocky. Let's go ahead and play it. I'd hold you up and say to your mother, this kid's going to be the best kid in the world. 
This kid's gonna be somebody better than anybody ever knew. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. You're better than that. So that, that video I put together for our team at, at my company, when we had to face all this adversity, um, when it comes to building technology, you're always failing forward. You always feel like you're, you're not winning. And so, but it, it still applies to my life and I share it literally every year it comes up and he'll say, what, what about this video? But in real life, Tig, that's what we do. We just take a lot of hits. Yep. And we get and tired. keep on going. And we keep on going. And you put the sack back on and you keep running towards the mission. And so when we talk about that, that's what we need to be doing. So the Supreme Court, we have to, we have to give them support. The reason why the, the doctrine of lesser magistrates is important is because the Supreme Court is not the lesser magistrate. It is the, the major magistrate or the upper magistrate. So has it got pictures in the book? It does have pictures. Matter, matter so fact, it's, so you can get it on Audible. So it's marine so proof. It, yeah, so actually you can get it on the Audible version, um, and that way you don't have to read anything because I know how hard it is for you. Well, if it's got pictures, I can understand it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, so it, this, this is the thing that we have to be pushing towards. We have to be pushing towards making sure that we understand that we are winning. And that the reason why the left is freaking out is because we are starting to have more courage. We are starting to stand with courage. Pushing back hard. Yeah. But we're also recognizing the reality. And we're not giving up this time. Oh, It's no. still going. Yeah. And that, that's the good. I mean, that's one thing I've noticed. It's still, people are still actually out there fighting in the trenches and going forward. And not like the left's fighting or, you know, not, not the physical fighting, but they're down in the trenches. They're, they're pushing it. I mean, they're, they're tired of it. They don't want to see their kids being indoctrinated no more. They don't want to see their kids being groomed anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a red wave. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if red wave is enough. I think red wave. We got a long ways to go. Well, I mean, there's still the primaries in Colorado. We know that's what they did. And the reason why I say that is because they're being selected even at the primary level so that there makes no difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. They've proven that. This, this is the liberal agenda. This is what they want. And we have to be able to be strong enough to push back, but also strong enough to recognize 
that strength comes in perseverance. Strength comes in pushing forward. Strength comes in continuing. And no matter how many times they hit you, you're doing all the things that are necessary in order to protect that which is sacred to us, which is the ethos, the culture, the very spirit of what we are as a nation. I'll give you the last word, and then I'll pray for you. Word. <laughs> That's it? That's all I get is word? You said last word. Ah, you're killing me. I don't know. It's, I've been on a podcast in a while. I haven't even talked in a while, so... <clears throat> but like the biggest thing is just don't give up keep moving forward we got a long ways to go a long ways to fight um make it to where again we don't get into the bloodbath don't get into that the, the conflict that the left really truly wants or they think they want that they well, they won't win but um don't become what you're fighting don't become the very thing you're fighting against true story no truer words have been spoken. Well, I'm going to pray for Tig. I don't, and, and if we get struck by lightning as I'm praying for you, I'm going to be... Oh, I pray on every episode. You know that? We've done that now for months. And you get to... I get to lay my hands on you. <laughs> this is not San Francisco. <laughs> I'm going I'm to pray for Tig. I'm going to pray for his family. And, um, you know, if you could just join me. It'd be great. He's he's been doing a lot, going through a lot, um, and the radical leftist that that uh, hit him with the car did cause him to. I mean, he's had have gone through quite a bit, but um, he's still in the fight. Keeps standing up, keeps fighting. So, Father God, I just want to thank you for the opportunity we have to have this podcast today, and for the people that are on the podcast. I want to thank you for the opportunity we have to be heard. Um, I want to thank you for the people that you've put in our lives the people that are standing up, the people that are standing next to us, the people that shoulder to shoulder are making the sacrifices necessary so that we can move forward. Father, I ask you to put a special blessing over Tig to guard his heart and his mind, to give him the strength to push forward, to have not only the strength and the courage, but also the tenacity and the, and the stamina to push and do the things that are necessary as the leader that he is. Please guard and protect his family, his kids, his wife. Give them the, the peace that is necessary. Allow them to mend and heal together. Please bless Tig's body that it may be healed, that he may be able to do the things that he did before. Please stand by him as he travels and he speaks, that his words may be endowed by you. Father, help, help us all that we may stand together, may push aside our, our petty differences, and we may stand in the gap and focus on the mission, that we may, be the we may be in a place of interposition and stand between the tyrants and the evil that we have in our society and the people that they would do harm to, that we may protect our communities, serve our communities, and do so knowing that you are behind us and protecting us. Father, please bless our... our our weekend, this weekend, July 4th, rest people that they may be safe and secure as they travel. As they spend time with their friends and family, they may do so safely. Please protect those that, are in, that, that serve and protect us, our first responders, our police officers, our military. Let them know that we have their back. Help to get rid of the perversion in those areas and help those that are in places that can squash that perversion that they may have the courage to do so, knowing that we will have their back. We ask all of these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. 
So we have a lot of great things going on this weekend. I want you guys to know these things. This is awesome stuff. We have uh, DCF guns. You go to dcfguns.co if you need guns or ammo and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> we This weekend, um, we don't have anything going on at DCF, but next weekend we have a Liberty Fest. And we have one Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday at the East Store in Colorado Springs. Uh, Saturday at Colorado Springs, or excuse me, Castle Rock. And then Sunday at the West Store, which is our 100-yard range, indoor range in um, for them in uh, Castle Rock, or excuse me, in Colorado Springs. What time is it on Sunday, Saturday? It, it starts at 10 a.m. All okay. three days. Yeah, okay, goes all day. You're coming out. Well, I got well, I got a UADF fundraiser at Wide Open Saloon in Castle Rock. All right. So if you live in Colorado, go to the Wide Open Saloon in Castle Rock. What day? Uh, Saturday. It's in Sedalia. Yeah, the night. Salida, Sedalia, in Sedalia. It's Castle Rock to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wide Open Saloon uh, fundraiser for UADF. You can also to find TIG. You can actually find him. Um, sign up to become a part of United American Defense Force. That's UnitedADF.com. Um, where else can they find you? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not really on social media anymore. He, he hates social media. I hate social media. He does. I might, may or may not get back on. I'm even on Truth Social, and I still don't really. Yeah. yeah he, you know, he's not much of a he's not much of a guy that likes to to play on social media. He likes to get it done. He likes to go out there and do the things that are necessary, but you can sign up for him there yeah. um, if you want to. Obviously, it's an organization that works very closely with uh, FEC United, and uh, we support them in their, in their work that they're doing to protect and keep people safe. And that's what the left doesn't want. They don't want you to be safe. They don't they want do. you to unite. They don't want you to unite. And we will. We're uniting. Yep. It's becoming pretty awesome, actually. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman, and I'm joined by... John Tig Tigan. Yeah, this guy's an American hero. Happy 4th. Happy 4th of July, and hey, I'm very grateful for all the sacrifices you made and you continue to make. You too. God bless you all. See you Monday. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.